From Audible, I'm Mike Delgadio. From Atlas Obscura, Jordan Todorov writes, This artist used over 6,500 cents to recreate the smell of 35 world cities. Every capital city has its own smell. London smells of fried fish and players, Paris of coffee, onions, and caporals, Moscow of cheap eau de cologne and sweat, Berlin smells of cigars and boiled cabbage. This observation comes from the 1963 travelogue Thrilling Cities by the British author Ian Fleming. And, at least when it comes to Berlin, it's rather outdated. Today, more than five decades after James Bond's creator took his nose for a trip around the world, the ever-changing German capital seems to be smelling like Donner kebabs and currywurst more than anything else. But for Berlin-based olfactory artist Cecil Tolas, who created smellscapes of major cities, it smells like so much more. Every city has an identity, like we humans do, and every city is unique smell-wise, explains Tolas, a half-Norwegian, half-Icelandic expatriate artist with a background in chemistry, linguistics, mathematics, and visual arts. The odor depends on things like climate, geography, demography, etc. Inside the city, smells differ from neighborhood to neighborhood. For example, if you go to Berlin's Neukölln neighborhood, you'll notice it's quite different from, let's say, Charlottenburg when it comes to smell. To Tolas, the ethnically diverse Neukölln, which she studied back in 2004, smells like heaven. Its smell is very complex because of the many foods and spices, she says. There are many body odors as well, and dry cleaners. Most of them are in the basement, so when it's hot, the smell comes up, and you can almost see the white shirts coming out, flying towards you. Tolas, an energetic, fast-talking blonde with a platinum blonde bob that makes her look like the Australian singer Sia, knows what she's talking about. She is one of the most respected olfaction experts in the world and has turned collecting, dissecting, and engineering smells into a life mission. The artist has been working in the medium of smell for more than 20 years and has amassed a personal smell library of more than 6,500 odors caught in airtight cans. She's taken her interest in odors to new heights by making Limburger cheese from bacteria found in David Beckham's shoes cheese that was then served to the VIPs at the London Olympics. She also managed to recreate the long-lost smell of the First World War for the German Military History Museum in Dresden. But nowadays, Tolas is traveling around the world and mapping its cities, one smell at a time. The project, called Smellscapes, has taken her to 35 cities so far, from London and Paris to Cape Town to Kansas City, both of them. Tolas started working on her smellscapes more than a decade ago. Most of them are commissioned by either creative platforms, city councils, or universities and private foundations, and they serve an amazingly wide variety of purposes. For example, her smellscape of Mexico City, developed in 2001 in collaboration with the Harvard Graduate Student Teacher Program, was a creative way to understand pollution. The pollution in Mexico City is a big problem, explains Tolas. Back then, it was the most polluted human settlement in the world. It was worse than Beijing. This was primarily because the city is high up. It's situated in a valley surrounded by mountains, and it's flanked by two volcanoes. And it has a lot of car traffic. So we developed new tools of awareness to understand this problem beyond the way it looks visually. While working on the smellscape of Mexico City, Tolas visited more than 200 neighborhoods over and over again, trying to identify what makes them smell the way they do. The research resulted in an exhibition called Talking Nose, in which Tolas created a scratch-and-sniff map of the Mexican capital and videotaped 2,100 of its residents while they described the way the city smells. 
People are tired of looking at melting icebergs and polar bears. Those things became kind of cliché nowadays, Tolas says. Instead of that, I walked around and catched in a playful manner the smells in different neighborhoods. The goal was reproducing the smell of pollution. The car exhaust, the refrigerator, the air conditioner. Then I gave the smells to people and asked them to articulate them, which made them understand better what's causing the pollution. Tolas's latest smellscape project is focused on the olfactory identity of Singapore. She carried out fieldwork in selected neighborhoods that have been developed by the architect William S.W. Lim and presented her findings in the ongoing exhibition Incomplete Urbanism, Attempts of Critical Spatial Practice. But how does one even collect and preserve something so ephemeral as a smell? The first tool I use is my nose, says Tolas, perhaps rather obviously. I have to make sure that a certain smell is permanent by going back in different times of the day and the year. In other words,